Romans chapter 8, verse 15. When you have it, I want somebody to read that out loud. And see here, the, 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 the praying here is, is, is not uh, talking about one, but one thing and one thing only. It's a, uh, uh, the spirit has come upon a person. The understanding is coming up on a person and we crying out, Abba, Father, which is a, you know, just calling on the name of the Lord. And that's a representation of your own language. But it's a deep felt spirit led thing. It's to know who God, I'm talking about to cry out to the Lord, your God. And it's time for us to go into that secret place and begin to cry out to the Lord, our God, the creator of all things. The prayer not only does it include, you know, uh, praying in one's own language as prompted by the Holy Spirit that we see there, but it's also praying with uh, groanings which cannot be uttered. In the same chapter, uh, Romans chapter 8, verse 26, if you skip down to verse 26, then is, this is talking about us praying in it with a groaning that cannot be uttered. And that prayer comes from us and also the spirit of the living God. The Bible says here, some, read uh, verse 26 now, Romans chapter 8, verse 26. Amen. See, this is, see, with the picture that we see here, Abba Father, groanings which cannot be uttered, you know, not only that we do, but God, uh, but the Spirit does as well. Man, is is this is, you can tell that this is deep, heartfelt prayer. This ain't just, uh, now thou lay me down to sleep, which is fine. But this is going deeper, my friend. This is allowing the spirit of the living God that's living on the inside of you to touch you in your prayer time. This is about going to that place in the spirit with, uh, and, 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 and pleading with the Father. Not your will, but his will be done. See, when Jesus was on that cross and, uh, or, or about to go to that cross and he says, you know, uh, then he cried out to the Father. You know, if there was any way that you could remove this cup from me, you could tell that he was in a deep uh, place there. Matter of fact, so deep in his prayers that he sweated as drops of blood, my friends. This is an intense situation. And this is the same thing that he's speaking of here that in our cry of Abba the Father, that this is deeply intense. That this groaning and in, in, in this uh, the utterance uh, by the Spirit of the Living God that we praying with is is one that is deep bones uh, from the inside that is led by the Spirit of God. See, some of us can you know in, in a natural way we can we know this place when we maybe have been hurt so much and it's just hurt on the inside. You know, somebody used and abused us or did something so wrong that, you know, not that it wasn't just a, a physical hurt, but I'm talking about where you just broken on the inside. If you know that place, this is the place he's talking about, but not broken in a bad way. This is broken in a way that we are, uh, I'm talking about just totally locked in by the spirit to, uh, to, to, to pray unto the father. This is a deep place. And God is calling us. This is what it's going to take right now. 
And then last but not least, in the praying in the spirit. We find that uh, Paul talked about it in 1 Corinthians chapter uh, 4, I believe it was. No, chapter 14. Verse 14. This is not, so we got praying uh, one way is praying in our own language. Yo, in, by the Spirit, being led by the Spirit to pray in your own language. And see, some of you know what I'm talking about. Because see, some of you know that, uh, that God uh, has shared this with me uh, some time ago. See, because for many of us, we only thought praying in the Spirit was one thing. And God showed us, told us some time ago that praying in the Spirit is, is praying in your own language, but being led by the Spirit, not praying your words, but praying the words that the Spirit is placing on your heart. And we got to learn to pray like that, my friend. Because when we pray our own words, then most of the time they coming from our own place and they centered around me. So we appealing to prayer to God when we praying in our own. And, and there's time, I guess it's the time for that. But we're praying for what we want. When you praying your own language, your own English language, I'm talking about our language, but being led praying by the Spirit and the leading of the Spirit, then you ain't praying your will, you're praying God's will. That's the difference. And that means you have to be intimate. You got to be paying attention. You got to be tuned in to hear what God is telling you to pray to his Father. Yeah. The Spirit is telling you to pray to the Father. And who knows the mind of God but the Spirit of God, my friends? He knows what, what, what that part of the Trinity wants. It's the Spirit of the living God. And yes, and, and, for, and for many of us, we, we pray, but we just begin to pray our own words from our own self. God is saying that praying in the spirit is I need you to be in tune with me and I'm going to tell you how to pray in your own English language, but I'm going to give you the words to pray. Just like he's going to give, and when, it's, when words can't express it, then I'll just, you just moan some and I'll groan it to the Father. I'll utter it to the Father. Glory be to God. And it does not leave out the fact, and this is number three, that's described in, in 1 Corinthians that God is calling us to pray in the spirit or in the, the, uh, an unknown language, in a language that you don't even understand. So, yes, he's calling us to pray in tongues if you have been blessed with the gift of that. And if you haven't been, glory, it's okay too. But the Bible says that there ain't, ain't no gift that, is, uh, that he holds back that if you desire it, if you pray to him even for that gift, that he'll give it to you if it's his will. And it's okay, so we ain't stuck on none of them because I'm telling you, praying in, in the unknown tongue, praying in the known tongue, praying with the utterance, they all are the same. So ain't one no better than the other one, my friend. The deal is, is that we got to pray. And in the, in all of this prayer that it's talking about is one that is, is deep-rooted by your heart and locked into the Spirit. So this ain't no casual prayer. This ain't a prayer that's about your will and your way. This is a prayer about the will of the Father today. This is about building up our most holy faith. And we're going to stop right here because, you know, there's, it's just beautiful. To build up your most holy faith, then you got to know what faith is. 
The Bible says in Hebrews chapter one, 11, verse 1, that uh, it says it like this. Let's go there. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. It says something about faith. And it's probably one of the most profound things that the Bible determines or says about faith. Hebrews chapter 11. It says now. Somebody say now. now. That don't mean later. That don't mean nothing, nothing but now. It don't mean later. It says now. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. And the evidence of things not seen, God is going to speak to our hearts right now. Because many of us that heard that, but what does that mean? Understand this. Faith. Somebody say faith. So if you take faith, faith, uh, is, is, you will, let's look at it as, as a, a, a tangible thing. This is faith. And faith, what the Bible says, it's the substance. So this is the ingredient. It's the thing that does what? It's the faith is the substance of things hoped for. So this thing is the ingredient that gives us uh, hope. Understand this. That there's a thing called faith. That, you know, so faith, hope ain't faith. See, and the way we've understood this is, is pretty much... That if I hope enough, then that's an indication of my faith. No, that's not what it is. Faith is the substance. It's the ingredient. It's the, it's the, uh, the, the, the foundation of our hope. So that's just one part of it. And, somebody say and. And also what faith is, faith is the evidence. The evidence. Now this... It was substance. That substance, this is evidence. Faith is the evidence of things not seen. So here we have the substance that's the, 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 the foundation, the foundational ingredient. And faith is that. Faith is, somebody say is, faith is the substance, it's the foundation. It is the ingredient that gives us hope that our hope is, is, is placed on. And another word or, or another thing is faith is the, the thing, the tangible thing that gives us a foundation to stand on to, and, and hope is knowing that I may know. See, faith being the ingredient, being the foundation, the thing that I can stand on that lets me know that what God says, it is. So see, this hope ain't hope at all the way we think of it in the English language. We hope, we hope, we hope, hoping, yo, this don't put you on the, the couch twirling your thumbs, begging and pleading. No, this, this hope is knowing because it came by a faith substance. Come on, somebody. See, because it had a substance to it. Glory be to God. And then, along with that, that's why I say and. See, it's the substance of things hoped for. 
Meaning it's the foundation. It is the ingredient. It's the root of what makes us know that what God said is true. And then not only that, come on somebody, that it also what faith is, faith is the evidence. Evidence. You know what evidence is? See, evidence is something that, that uh, it manifests. It, faith is the evidence. It is the manifestation of what? Of that which we ain't even seen yet. So though we ain't never seen it, the faith is already in place and it manifested in my heart and I know that I know that I know. So it ain't I hope that I hope that I hope. God has said it and it is so. See, but the problem is and the reason why we've never been able to understand faith like that is because we never linked it to uh, the truth of what the, the real essence of where faith come from. See, faith ain't something that we concoct. Faith is, is not something that we uh, concoct and then we have to uh, hope enough to move God to do something. See, what real faith is, is I, I heard what God said and I believe it. See, so faith don't come at the root or the ground root of faith is not what I think or what I hope or what I want. It's what God has said. And see, when you link it to what God has said, then now you can understand what true faith is. It's true faith is me believing what God said. But the way we've been explained faith is, is me hoping enough on what I want that I'm telling God that he'll, that I can move him to do it. Come on, I'm putting, I'm just putting plain words on it. I said it earlier, but if we wrap them same words in, in, in some charisma, then they, it don't sound so blatant like that, but that's the truth. That's what we believed about what faith is this whole time because it was wrapped up in some charismatic package. No, the fa simple fact of the matter is what we've been led to believe is that if I hope enough for what I want, and I present it to God because I'm his child, then I should be able to move God. If I have more than a mustard seed of it, I can move God to, to do what I want him to do. See, this is why God called us out and to have a heart after his own heart. Because when our heart is after his, then that which he tells us and imparts in our heart, then that's what we stand on. That's what our faith is built on. That's where we, what we believe. And though what we believe, yet we have not seen it. But the evidence is, is we believe. That's, that's my evidence. See, faith is my evidence. My belief is my evidence, even though I haven't seen it yet. And not only is it my evidence, but now that I know that God said it, then I can put my confidence and trust in it so it becomes my substance uh, to hope for it. Amen. See, now I can actually begin to hope for what hope really is. See, this is a hope that, that leads to, that, that is a uh, hope that is unwavering. See, this is a hope that not, not only is it a hope that unwavering, but it's a hope that actually manifests. Yes, yes. It's a hope of knowing. Hallelujah. Yes. Come on, somebody. Yes. Ain't God good? We serve an awesome and a mighty God. And if we just take and receive the truth, and I, and I understand, my friend, because what we've understood faith and to be for so long, that hearing this today may be uh, difficult for me not to keep drifting back into uh, what I, I thought faith was on before. 
wrapped in the charismatic package. See, see this, uh, and when he says in Jude here that, uh, but you, beloved, building yourself up in your most holy faith, is, see, this is telling you now you got to go back, and now that you know what faith is, to build yourself up in your most holy faith, then it's me, it meaning I need the intimacy with God so I can hear what thus saith the Lord. I got to know what God said in order for me to have faith. In order for me to know what to believe, instead of concocting what my out of my own will and my own way, what I want or what I should born out of that place of what I uh, believe, or, or which is really nothing more than what I'm hoping for from God. But see, th this hope is knowing that God is going to do what He said. Wow, ain't this good news? See, because now we can actually begin to walk in faith for real. Because we ain't seeking for something on the inside of me or my will and my way. I ain't digging to, through the treasure box of my will and my way to find out what I should believe. But I'm going and I'm locking myself in by the Spirit to that what thus saith the Lord. And he is a God that should never lie. Hallelujah. So that which he said and now I know it, then go, glory be to God. That becomes my substance, hallelujah, that I can hope in now. And see, and this hope is better than the old hope. See, the other old hope had you shaking in your boots. This hope gives you a leg to stand on, my friend. See, because this hope you know is coming to pass. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. And, this, and it makes faith truly what it is. That it don't take me to have to see something to know that it's already manifested. Hallelujah. See, my evidence ain't what I see. My evidence is what I know. Hallelujah. Hey, glory be to God. You see, when we know the, the almighty God, the most high God, then it gives us a, a chance to build up our most holy faith. See, see, this faith that he's talking about, did you notice he said most holy faith, not just most faith? See, because holy faith is only, there's only one holy faith, and that comes from him. Because there's none holy but him. Glory be to God. So this we can be excited from, my friends, because this can, as we continue to allow him to minister to our heart, we receive the unadulterated truth, then it can make the changes in our life. And we can quit fooling ourselves or being duped and tricked by the devil. So more than me trying to uh, wish upon a star, let me go to the source. And, what, and, and, and not be afraid to ask for the answer. See, because many of us, we, we like the other face before, uh, better anyway because, yo, the thing about it is, is See, this here, it takes us to a place and it gives us a foundation where we ain't afraid to go to God and ask for the answer because we don't have an answer already pre-planned. We searching for the answer to be imparted so that could be my answer. That could be my will. That could be my way. We don't already have one. See, when we have a preset uh, outcome, 
then it makes it very difficult sometimes to go to the Lord because we already know what we want. And I, I, you know, as a matter of fact, I, I'd rather go, I'll go to the neighbor. I'll go to my mama. I'll go to my daddy because then maybe they can tell me what I want to hear. It, see, I'm afraid sometimes to go to the source that has all the answers because what I'm afraid of is that he might not give me the answer that I'm looking for. But they told me if I have enough faith, then somehow maybe I can just hope, believe enough, pray enough, hum enough, oom enough, or whatever it's going to take, that I might just be able to change God's mind. Not so, my friends. Not so. Not so. But what will happen is that God will change your mind to where you will begin to be, whether it be well in your soul, what thus saith the Lord. It'll be well in your soul what the will of the Father is. Not you won't change in your, trying to get him to conform to your will. It'll be well in your soul when God says, it's time, my friend. It'll be well in your soul when God says, I'll bless you like this. And it happened to be what you wanted. But it'll be well in your soul when you wanted that and God said, no, it ain't time for that. But this is what time it is then you'll, just, you'll have just as much joy as, as, as this one. Because the joy will come from, I know the will of the Father. This is a hard thing to the flesh, my friend. It's impossible. And the Bible says that we living in a time that they will heap up preachers and teachers to speak to the engineers and the engineers is them wanting to hear what they want to hear. And that, that's an easy message, my friend. It's a popular one. It's one that'll fill this place up and we have to move somewhere else real quick. I'm going to say that again. We'll be busting through the seams. But it ain't the will of God, my friends. And for only those of us that turn from our will to his will, and let it be, and it be well in our soul. That's what puts us on the path to righteousness. And in other words, that's what puts us on the right path. Some of you heard of this path before. In Matthew chapter seven, it, it, it calls it the the narrow road. See, because in Matthew chapter 7, it says there, there's a way that seems right unto men, and, uh, and, and many will go that way. It's called the broad way or the broad road. But it says that there's few that will find the, the narrow way, which is the straight way, which is the right way, my friends. Because, see, that narrow way don't appeal to your flesh. It don't promote your will in your way. It kills your will, and it kills your way. And guess what? That hurts. It promotes the spirit of the living God, his will, and his way. Amen? Come on, somebody. Is God all right? Glory, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And if we just receive this, just the simplicity of the word of God, it's life-changing, my friend. And it's, it, it don't, it's not a rocket scientist 
matter. It's simple, my friend. And for some, it's so simple that it, it, it becomes unbelievable. But the truth of the matter is, is that there's two uh, ways that's at work. Our way and his way. And the Bible describes it as, as they war against one another because our way that's born out of this flesh, there's a God of, uh, of it. And it ain't the God, the creator of all things. It ain't Elohim. It ain't the one that's sitting high looking low. It's the God of this world that, we, that, that leads our flesh. Elohim is the one that leads our spirit. And he's calling us. And there is a warfare that's going on in each and every one of us. And we have to fight the good fight of what? Absolutely. Of believing what God has said. Not what you want him to say. Because what we want him to say is what uh, Satan whispered in our ear. To, to, to want that's going to feed me. And then I'm going to turn around to the true God. That don't even, see how crazy that sounds when we get to the simplicity of it because that's truly what it is. Your heart, your heart, my heart, our hearts, as the Bible describes it, is so deceitfully wicked that no man can know it. So we can't trust our own heart. He says that God is the only one that can know it. Amen. So we don't want to listen to the God of this world or the God of our flesh. Our flesh, I'm ain't talking about this uh, flesh. It's talking about your flesh, your will and your way. We can't listen to him and have him, you know, dictate to us. That, you know, which one of us would have, you know, want to have Joker from the outside of your house? Come in and tell your whisper these sweet nuts in your ear to tell you to, to rob your daddy. Yeah. Some people fall for that. To steal from the parents for some monkey business. But we can see how foolish that really is when you just put it in practical terms, my friends. Which one of us will want to listen to Satan for, uh, to, and hear what he says that we may go to our father to rob the father? See, because he wants to build up a, yo, know, what you call, what we call a blessing. Yo, know, that you can go appeal to the father, the real father, to get your blessing. Without considering God's will or his way, you, you come in with your will and your way. And, and, and we've been led to believe that if you believe it enough, hope on it enough, meditate on it enough, whatever. That somehow it's to come to pass. Wow. Exactly. The decree and declared enough that it's going to come to pass. No, what's going to come to pass, and God told us that yes, we can decree and declare, but what you going to decree and declare? You better decree and declare what God said. What God said. And in order to decree and declare what God said, you got to be in tune with him. You got to hear him. You can't be on your own agenda trying to do this. See, you, you got to uh, find this secret place. You got to have this intimacy with him to be able to hear what thus saith the Lord. 
Not what you think the Lord says, but what you heard the Lord say, what you know the Lord says. That's where our faith, that's what real faith is. And the most holy faith cannot be denied, my friend, because it comes from knowing what God said and believing it in the fullest that I may be able to stand on it. The substance of that faith is what gives me the standing hope, the hope that it knows. The hope it goes beyond the English word hope to the word that it really means that I know this. And it becomes the evidence. See, my faith is my evidence. I put my evidence out of my pocket. See, I got you. I got my evidence just like my ID. See, evidence, you know, uh, see, when you, it's just like my driver's license. Glory be to God. See, and sometimes you have to pull out your driver's license to show as evidence of that which is that he can't see right now. No, the police, when he pulled you over, he couldn't see your driver's license. You had to pull out the evidence. See, faith is the evidence. Come on, somebody. Of things hoped for. But it's the evidence, I'm sorry, of things not seen. So no, you can't see it, but I'm going to give you the evidence so you'll know. See, my faith is my evidence of what I know. We got to quit right here. Glory be to God. Let's praise the Lord right here. Come on, somebody. If you know. Hallelujah. Wow. Come on, uh, Leslie. Come on, let's pray. We want to pray right now. That all of our faith, our most holy faith, is being built up. Do you want your most holy faith to be built up today? Do you want your most holy faith to be built up today? Glory be to God. That should be a desire for every one of us. As Jude says from the very beginning of this chapter, that this is what will allow us and help us to be able to contend for the faith. Contend for that which we have, that we receive from the Lord Jesus Himself in there that will hold us until when? Till the day of eternity. So, what you pray for us on this day? Amen. Glory be to God. Praise God. I don't know if, uh... Amen.